our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Sir, we're looking for the nearest landing point. Our helicopter has lost two engines. Mayday, mayday, mayday. Jetfly 457. Do you know who I am? I am Mr. Anderson's daughter. I insist you find a way to save us immediately. Hoof. Money isn't going to save you now. The best thing to do is be quiet and pray. No, it can't end like this. I tried raising my phone to pick up a signal, but the blade hit my hand, causing it to tumble onto the ground and the screen to shatter. Stop this nonsense. Nonsense? Actually, I'm trying to get us out of this mess, but all you're doing is just sitting there. Before I could finish my sentence, Blade blurted out, For God's sake! Then jumped out of the pilot seat, put on a large backpack, and turned to me. Get ready to parachute out. What? Are you serious? No way I'm gonna do that! That's the only way out! Suit yourself! Else I don't mind jumping alone either! Oh my god, he's a jerk! Fine! But first thing I'm doing when I get home is getting Daddy to fire him! Then Blade moved us towards the door. Ah! The sky was so fast and perilous! I took a deep breath. It's about time! Am I still alive? I turned to my left and saw Blade lying right next to me. Oh, from this angle, he looks kinda handsome. But wait, why wasn't he moving? Oh my god, is he? I sat up and shook him vigorously. You can't be dead! You must get me out of here! You haven't given me a chance to fire you! Shush. Turn the volume down, will ya? Oh god. You're awake. Take me home at once. I want to go home. Not this disgusting place. You're the one who insisted on flying with me in the first place. Ahem, <clears throat> that's not how you talk to your mistress? He rolled his eyes at me and muttered under his breath. Oof, please. You're not my mistress. You're just my employee's spoiled daughter. Can you believe the cheek of that man? Ugh! Anyway, I'm Maya, the beloved daughter of the CEO of Anderex Corp. And that jerk is Blade, my father's private pilot. I don't know why my father likes him so much. He's sarcastic, abrupt, and crude. The only reason I was flying with him in the first place was because he was going to pick my father up from a meeting in Rio. Which, coincidentally, I was in need of a weekend getaway under the hot tropical sunlight. So, two birds, one stone, huh? But, yeah, this is what I got instead. Oops, how embarrassing. 
Why was my stomach growling like this? Hearing that, Blade immediately opened his backpack and took out a sandwich. I reached out to take it, but what? He stuffed it straight into his mouth and grinned at me as he chewed. Fine, he could keep his lame food. At that moment, we heard a loud noise in the sky. We looked up and saw a rescue helicopter. I jumped up and down, waved and shouted to catch its attention. After a while, I turned around and saw Blade doing something weird. What on earth are you doing? Come here and shout! Now is not the time to build tiny stick houses or whatever, mister. But he just rolled his eyes and carried on. How dare he? I jumped in and kicked hard at the pile of twigs he was stacking. Jeez, he sure looked annoyed. Why are you looking at me like that? It's you who keeps doing all that nonsense this time. Your shouts are useless here. This fire was our only chance of sending that helicopter a distress signal. And you just ruined it. Then he stormed off, leaving me all alone. So the rescue helicopter flew away, and our survival journey continued, unfortunately. Hey, slow down. How long does it take to this stupid brook? And guess what he said to me? We only have one bottle of water, so if you don't want to die of thirst, I suggest you shut up and keep walking. Blah, blah, blah. But we went on and on and on and still couldn't find the brook even though the sun had already set. So we had to create a makeshift tent with our parachute and the two of us gradually fell asleep. Early the next morning, a raging hunger awakened me. Blade was still sleeping, so I crept past him and rummaged in his backpack. Oh, the jerk was hiding an apple from me. I was about to take a big bite out of it, when suddenly a hand snatched it away. Ugh! I can't stand it anymore! It's just an apple! Why do you... Huh? When did Blade get so hairy? Wait, was it... A monkey? Ah! I screamed loudly, and the monkey ran away with my breakfast! Blade rushed over to me. You know what, princess? That was the only food we had left. Then he pulled my hand to chase after the monkey. And guess what we found? O-M-G. There was our helicopter next to the brook. We were so happy that we ran over and hugged each other tightly. We were alive! And we have enough food for a week in there. Oh, wait. He was still on my blacklist so I immediately pushed him away. He scratched his head, and his face turned as red as a tomato. Hmm, I suppose he was kinda adorable sometimes, but I was still mad at him. As the days passed by, we started running low on food. Blade remained persistent and continued trying to make contact on the radio. Finally, he detected the frequency and, eek, we got a reply. They told us to wait a little longer, and the next morning, a helicopter would come to the rescue. At last, this was our last night in this awful place. Blade was so cold and unpleasant at the beginning, but over the past difficult days, he seemed to have opened his heart and really showed his warm side. We actually spent hours chatting that night, and I listened to him talk about his tough childhood in the orphanage and his dream of flying freely in the sky. That's great! I wish I had a dream to dedicate myself to. Oh, you don't have any? Actually, 
Yes. Since my mom passed away, my father started working even more. I longed to have my happy family life back, but it wasn't to be. Maybe I will get that again, but this time with my fiancé. Really? If so, he's a lucky guy. Huh? What did Blade mean by that? I suddenly felt my face flush. Honestly, speaking of my fiancé, I just found out by accident that the luxurious life he claims to have, all the houses and cars, are all fake. I'm a bit confused, but I haven't asked him directly yet. Just like that, our stories continued until dawn. Ugh, oh, thank goodness, I'm finally out of that awful forest. Maya, Maya, are you okay? I've been worried sick about you. Ch- Chase? Oh, you two know each other? Chase is my fiancé. Uh, um, it's a long story, but I'll tell you later. Now let's get going. That night, we stayed at a hotel before heading home. And oh boy, it sure was good to be pampered again. I was sitting in our suite room, picking up my room service order and waiting for Chase. Hmm, what was taking him so long? Feeling down being all alone, I found myself leaving the room and looking for Blade. As I was walking along the hallway, I accidentally bumped into a room service guy and caused him to drop his walkie-talkie. Watch it. Don't mess it up. Hmm. That sounded a lot like... Nah, it can't be. What made my mistress come all the way over to my room? Um, about the things I told you yesterday, regarding Chase, I didn't realize you knew him, so please keep it a secret. Maya, actually I think you need to know this. Suddenly his phone rang, so he answered it. The conversation sounded serious. Then he said to me, The airport cameras have been checked and someone tampered with the helicopter. They're going to send me the footage. We both watched the video and saw a strange young man approaching it before takeoff. Hang on. I recognized that man. He's the room service guy I just bumped into. Uh-oh. I had a bad feeling about this. We need to find him now. Huh? What was that smell? Ew. It was irritating my nose. I asked Blade if he smelt it too and he just shrugged and said all he could smell was my perfume. Then there was a clicking sound at the door. We rushed over to it, but it was jammed. Blade called the front desk, but no one answered. So I took the phone off him and called my room in the hope Chase would pick up. But he didn't. I started coughing. There was definitely a weird smell in here. So I rushed into the bathroom, soaked the towels, and passed one to Blade to cover his mouth and nose with. Then I grabbed the vase off the table and threw it at the window. Smash! Wow, nice shot! Luckily, we were only on the second floor, so with Blade's help, we easily jumped onto the ground. Then we rushed to reception to verify the identity of the suspicious hotel staff, and ran straight into... Chase! Are you two okay? What's with the gas leak? Chase worriedly asked us, then he turned to scold the hotel manager. Huh? How did he know about that? Blade and I shared confused looks, but neither of us said anything out loud. It was horrible, Chase. I was so scared. Please stay with me. I don't want to be alone. I pretended to cry as I leaned on his shoulder. 
Then, while Chase was talking to reception, I turned to Blade and asked him to call the police to find the suspicious hotel staff instead. That afternoon, before checking out, the police called to say they'd arrested the suspect. So, all three of us went to the station. As soon as the police led the room service guy out, he immediately pointed at Chase and said, He's the one who hired me! Chase gave a shocked look, denied the accusation, and threatened to sue him if he continued with this slander. Stop the act, Chase. I checked and I know you used my card to send huge payments to the same person, that person. All I did was love you with all of my heart. So why did you try and harm me? No, I never wanted you to be hurt. It's just, I, why were you always with him? What do you mean? I hate you, Blade. Why do you always stick your nose in my business and ruin everything? I'd almost reached my goal, then you appeared and messed everything up. So, it turns out Chase was targeting Blade, not me. The two of them grew up in the same orphanage. As a kid, Chase was a crafty boy who took delight in deceiving others for fun. So the nuns assigned Blade the task of watching over him. Blade just wanted the best for his friend, so he followed Chase's every step and tried to stop him from all his petty theft plans and love scams. So Chase grew to despise Blade, and when they both left the orphanage, they lost contact with each other. Coincidentally, one time, when Chase arrived at my home to pick me up, he saw Blade. So fearing that he'd expose his underprivileged background, he planned to get rid of him forever. I don't care how much money you have, I already know your flashy wealth was all made up, but I thought you had your reasons and weren't comfortable enough to tell the truth. But it didn't matter, as I still wanted to be with you. However, what I find unacceptable is your deceitful and cruel nature. I never want to see you ever again. I burst into tears, and Blade comforted me. As for Chase, he was still begging for me to forgive him as the police dragged him away. It took me a long time to come to terms with what Chase did, but luckily for me, I have Blade to look out for me. Yep, that's right. We're now an official couple. Finally, I have the kind, loyal, action man boyfriend of my dreams. We sure do make a good couple, don't you think? I dashed along the hallway, then skidded to a halt in front of the classroom door. Ah, uh, I was late, again. Miss Anderson, what's your excuse today? Morning, sir. I'm sorry, but my spaniel hit me shoes, then I tripped over a package by my front door, then my heap of a junk car wouldn't start, and that's enough. Good God. Please sit down. Ashley already took attendance. What? So much for my perfectly crafted excuse. Mr. O'Shaughnessy totally would have let it slide, but she had to ruin it. I'm Ashley. I'm pretty. I'm perfect. Everybody likes me. Well, no one likes teacher's pets, Ashley. Think I'm being too harsh on her? <laughs> Just ask anyone about Ashley Mae Anderson. Ashley's father's a vet with a Medal of Valor. They even had dinner with the president at the White House. 
For her sweet 16, she rented out the swankiest club downtown for an entire weekend, and David Guetta DJ'd. Ashley dated two college boys at the same time, and when they found out, things got physical. Okay, okay, maybe not all of that was true, but who cares? Look, the main character here is me. Hi, my name's Ashley Mae Anderson. I know, what a freaky coincidence, right? But that's the only thing we had in common. Because unlike popular Ashley, I'm just a normal teen who's just minding her own business. But then she transferred here and messed up everything. This happens every time I open my locker. And they're not addressed to me, but to Ashley. Jeez, why do boys go so cuckoo bananas over that pretentious princess? I gathered that whole cluster and dumped them on Ashley's desk. Here's your delivery for the day. Oh, I have no use for those things. You can keep them if you want. <laughs> How snobby. I know those rumors weren't all lies. Alright, if you said so. Being mistaken for Ashley was so annoying that I did consider putting a sign on my locker or something. But I suppose sometimes it actually had its perks. Like when I accidentally knocked over a trash can in the school's parking lot. But upon knowing my name, the janitor said my father was his commanding officer back in the day and let me off. And believe it or not, these mix-ups didn't only happen at school. Once, my family went out for dinner and the staff at this restaurant thought we were the other Andersons. They must be some really important people cause the super attentive waiters topped up our drinks for free and gave us complimentary desserts. Pretty sweet, right? Only when we were leaving, things almost went south when the manager shook my dad's hand and said, Thank you for your service. My dad seemed confused, but fortunately, I dragged him away before they busted us. I mean, Ashley's been enjoying these privileges her entire life, so it's fair I benefit a little from them. Especially since I have to endure being called her Walmart version. Anyway, back to me. I arrived home to find a teary-eyed girl sitting on her front porch. She must be one of Billy's exes. If your brother's a jock that all girls flock around, you'd get used to this real soon. He went through girlfriends quicker than hair gel, and he always had some peeves about them, like Mandy, too clingy, Katie, too dramatic, Maggie, too flirty. The list goes on. Then, as soon as my backpack hit the bedroom floor, my door burst open. Hey, I need your help. What? Need a hand to make up with Cry Barbie out there? She's ancient history. Check this out. Her name's Jane Brown. Ain't she a beaut? I immediately recognized her. She's the waitress that he kept eyeing the other day. Now, he needed my help to ask her out and not seem creepy. So, I suggested taking her to his friend Alexander's party this weekend. How do you know about that? Isn't that cool people exclusive? As if I wanted to. I was added to their group chat by accident because they thought I was Ashley. <laughs> right, hot Ashley. You should come too. I'll be with Jane, but Victor will be there. Wait, I'll see my crush at that stupid party? Sign me up then. Jocks, cheerleaders, stuck-up kids. This place was packed with people like Billy. My brother briefly introduced me to the host Alexander, while Madison followed him around looking all shy and gooey-eyed. Wasn't she bothered that all Alexander seemed to care about was if anyone had seen Ashley? I also got to officially meet Jane, but the person I was looking for was Victor. He's so much more than just a cute face in the crowd. He's the peanut butter to my jelly. But before I could talk to him, a bunch of dudes popped out of nowhere. This is Ashley? Oh man. I thought she was supposed to be pretty. No offense, though. 
She's a six if you squint hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm squinting now and you're barely even a two yourself. No offense though. What, what did, did you, you say? say? <laughs> Don't worry, you could still go after pretty girls. They just need a crate of fear first. The crowd suddenly felt silent and stared at us. This party is so lame. Peace out, losers. Anywhere is better than that stuffy elitist hellhole. But it's a bummer I didn't get to talk to Victor. He's Billy's best bro and used to come hang out at our place pretty much every day. But not anymore. Guess he's been avoiding me ever since I told him I had feelings for him. <sighs> I was going to settle things with him tonight, but those jerks ruined it. Do I need to print my own t-shirt saying, I'm Ashley, you must be looking for Ashley? The next day, while looking for Victor, I heard someone calling my name. But I turned around only to see Alexander calling for, ugh, Ashley. So annoying. I saw him make a move on her, but she said guys like him bored her, then proceeded to list all his flaws. Oof, harsh. From then on, I tried my best to avoid Ashley, and thought my life would be light and breezy. But nope. On the contrary, I found myself in a series of unfortunate events. One day, a stack of religious magazines randomly showed up on our doorstep. But the real kicker was, they were all addressed specifically to me! And there was absolutely no way to convince my family and neighbors that I wasn't a member of the Church of Scientology. Two days later, all of my clean clothes had some weird stains and holes on them. I had to beg Billy to lend me some of his. That day, I went to school in an old jersey, looking like a midget. Ugh. Then, this Monday, I became the center of attention by showing up with my face covered in pimple patches and band-aids. Well, that's because I woke up to countless cystic acne and didn't have enough patches. This resulted in me being called the mummy for five days straight. But the final straw was my car having two flat tires! The clock was ticking, so I asked Billy to take me to school. However, he just flat out refused, saying he'd already promised to pick Jane up. No other choice, I had to ride my old bike. When I saw Billy's car in the driveway, my pettiness got the better of me, so I splashed my half-empty milk carton over the windshield. I'm on my way. Oh my god, you little brat! Sorry babe, you won't believe what my sister just did! Seeing Billy's reaction was chef's kiss. <laughs> you got it coming, big bro. The next day, my car was fixed, so I managed to get to school early. Looks like my string of bad luck was finally over. Okay, let's see who wants to confess to Queen Ashley today. From... Victor? Oh no, why him? I stood there, frozen with a letter in my hand, still processing the situation when a friend came and showed me something on her phone. It's a video of me singing and dancing in my room! No one's supposed to see this, ever! It had been uploaded by some throwaway account, but who else could it be but... Jesus Christ! Billy! I rushed home to see Billy and Jane cuddling in the living room. How's he still so calm after pulling that on me? I confronted him, and he didn't even bother denying it, and even said that's what I deserved for vandalizing his car. We screamed and shouted at each other, but before we ended up in a fistfight, he stopped and stumped off to his room. I was still fuming, glaring at his shadow, and I saw Jane gawping at me in delight. Don't blame your poor brother too much, dear. It was I who pulled the strings. What? Jane? But why? We'd barely even interacted. 
Then she went on about all of my mishaps lately were her doings. Yep, my so-called bad luck, it had been Jane all along. That's for stealing Alexander from my sister. He's her first love. Do you know how heartbroken Zoe has been? Wait, Zoe who? And why on earth would I choose to mingle with that playboy Alex? Kudos to this girl for thinking I could ever steal someone's boyfriend. Hello, I'm still struggling with my lifelong crush over here. I tried to tell her she made a mistake, but she wouldn't listen. Stop denying it, I know it's you. You're East High's Ashley with a vet dad. That checked all the boxes already. Hold up, there's another Ashley Mae Anderson in our school. She's Ashley with EY, I'm Ashley, E-I-G-H. Her dad is a war veteran. My father is a veterinarian. Oh snap. Good lord. She devised this intricate plan, approached Billy just to make it work, and was successful for the most part. Well, apart from having the wrong person. Just amazing. Jane apologized and promised to take down the video. However, she wanted me to help her take revenge on Ashley in return. I didn't want to get involved, but I also never wanted to be on her bad side again, so I reluctantly agreed. But if you think about it, Jane's story didn't quite add up. Ashley seemed to have a holier-than-thou attitude and had dozens of admirers waiting in line. Why would she get in between them? Not to mention, Alexander's a notorious player who Ashley already ruthlessly rejected. I believe there's more to this. As expected, thanks to that video, my school life was now even more awkward than usual. But it didn't matter, as I was too preoccupied with Operation Ashley. Today's mission, approach her after cheerleading practice. I stood in the corner, behind the bleacher, waiting for my chance. But before I showed myself, I saw Madison march over, say something to Ashley, then storm off. After that, Ashley started… sobbing? I didn't know what happened, but I felt bad for her. So I tried comforting her, but she kept brushing me off. Look, you can keep the Ice Queen act all you want, but I know you have feelings too. I thought you might have something else you want to share with me, not just the name. And it was like I pulled a lever that let out all of her bottled up emotions, and we had a heart-to-heart -heart all afternoon. Just as I thought, things weren't what they seemed. We'd better talk this through with one another. So I set up a meeting at a cafe in the South Coast Plaza, as they wouldn't dare to cause a scene in public, right? Anyway, Ashley clarified that Alexander and her weren't a thing, while assuring Zoe that she deserved a guy much better than him. But Alex was really sweet to me. He gave me this present on our one-month anniversary. Did he say it's his grandmother's? Yeah, he tried giving me an identical one on my birthday. I'd say you dodged a bullet when you two broke up. Please, look at yourself first. You two flirt with boys left and right and still act all high and mighty. Get off that high horse. Ashley seemed genuinely hurt by Jane's words that it took her a while to speak up. I'm just sick and tired of being the popular girl who has to live up to everyone's expectations. It's too exhausting. I thought transferring here would mean a fresh start, but everyone still has this impression of me which I can't seem to change. The rest of us looked at each other in confusion when we saw how sad Ashley's situation actually was. We didn't know there were so many downsides to being high school popular. Ashley, you know you can just be yourself, right? The world will have to accept you for who you truly are. If people don't like you, then so be it. Yeah, if they don't, that's their problem, not yours. 
You can't fit into a mold to please everyone, cause there's no such thing. I don't want to agree with her, but she has a point. Let the whole world know the real Ashley, and you too, Zoe. Someday, you'll find a good guy who loves you for yourself. Alright girls, that's settled. Now, I have to deal with my own mess. Billy found out the truth and now he's been ghosting me. But I swear to God, I'm in love with this guy. Gotta go. Bye! I couldn't believe I was rooting for my saboteur and her accomplice to be together. But here I was. Go get him, tiger! The next Monday, Ashley walked to class and had lunch with me instead of Madison and her clique. And, of course, this didn't go unnoticed. You left us for her? What is she? You're not hot, sister? <laughs> Before I could clap back, Ashley stood up and unleashed her inner sass. This is me living my life as my true self. If any of you bootlickers have something to say about that, you can shove it where the sun won't shine. Sweet Mary Jesus and Holy Spirits! Who knew she had it in her? Her words completely decimated those hyenas. And suddenly, someone grabbed my wrist. Victor? Slow down! Where are you taking me? Besides, you got the wrong person, and also the wrong address for this. You should give it to her yourself. Actually, I sent it to the right girl, but apparently, she still hasn't opened it. Wait... What? And you're right, I should tell her myself. It's just that Billy and I made a deal that sisters are off-limits, so I thought it's better to avoid you. But hearing Ashley talk about being herself made me realize that I'm sick of hiding my feelings. I'm gonna make Billy see how sincere I am for you. Before I do that, Ashley, I like you. And, um, will you go on a date with me? Yes! Um, I mean, yeah, I suppose that would be cool. This is beyond my wildest dream! Not only do I have a brand new friend, but also a date with my dream guy! Fortune is finally smiling on me. <laughs> I later found out the full picture of what really happened. It turned out that Mike and Dean had a bet. Mike claimed that all the rumors about me were just fabrications, that I didn't really have any supernatural powers. That's nonsense, Mike said. She probably made it up herself, so no one would pick on her. Okay, let's assume that, Dean answered. Then let's do this. You sneak up on her and touch her arm. Mike tensed up a little. Though he was skeptical, he didn't want to test the rumors on himself. However, the conversation was taking place in the presence of other boys, so the challenge had to be accepted. Okay, I'll do it, Mike muttered uncertainly. Dean smiled wryly, and finally, I show up in this story. It happened at recess. I was getting the books I needed out of my locker when I felt someone touch my arm, just below my shoulder. I flinched in surprise. See, nothing happened, Mike said to the crowd of onlookers. He took a few steps away from me before he slipped and landed on the floor. Hi, my name is Kim, and I'm used to these things. Another non-believer became a victim of his own arrogance and then paid the ultimate price. Tragedy and comedy. It's all your fault! It's all you! Shouted Mike to Dean, lying on a medical stretcher with a brace around his neck. Dean shrugged guiltily, as if to say, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Here's what happened. About 10 minutes before it happened, the cleaning lady was mopping the floors. 
and she put up a sign in the hallway that said, Caution, wet floor. But for some unknown reason, the sign disappeared. And Mike, thinking that destiny had no power over him, paid for this delusion with a broken neck. <laughs> Poor guy, I thought. That must have hurt. As Mike was being taken by paramedics to the hospital, Dean still couldn't calm down. Did you see him collapse? <laughs> Hilarious! Everyone around me laughed quietly. I went straight to Dean. The guys, seeing me coming, quickly took off, leaving Dean alone. He tried to act all manly, but there was tension and nervousness in his voice. He was clearly uncomfortable standing next to me. Ah, Miss Misfortune, he chuckled. Do you think it's funny? Your friend broke his neck, and you're not even ashamed. It wasn't my fault. I told him to expect trouble if you touched Kim, but he didn't believe me, and that was the result. I wanted to give him a good slap in the face, but I decided to do something different. Anyway, it's your fault. A victim of a science experiment. Oh yeah? <laughs> well then, watch out. Before Dean knew what was happening, I grabbed his arm. The guy froze and didn't move at first, and then, when he realized what had just happened, he let out a wild scream. Ah, no, not again! Why did you do that? Now I'm screwed! Nothing. Just don't cross the road and don't walk under any windows so nothing will fall on your head. And you better stay away from the dogs. Panic overtook Dean. He looked around in panic, waiting for something awful to happen. The Miss Misfortune effect worked differently every time. Sometimes it could take a while. Dean tried to figure out what to do, and he decided he had to run. Forgetting all about the classes, he ran out into the street and disappeared. I went back to my chemistry class. The curse. That's what I called my ability. The starting point of my misfortunes was my sixth birthday. I don't know what exactly happened then. Maybe it was the magnetic waves or the radioactive substances in the cake. But the following day, the first incident occurred. I hugged Dad as usual, and he, five minutes later, fell down the stairs, nearly breaking everything. Then the curse reached Mom. A hairdryer caught fire right in her hands and burned part of her hair. Thankfully, the flames didn't damage her skin. After a series of mutilations and troubles, my parents realized it wasn't an accident. It was me. It was hard to live without my mother's and father's touch, as if I was in an orphanage. The same story continued at school. I was more careful now, aware of the power within me, but it was impossible to avoid being touched forever. So after a few unpleasant incidents, I was nicknamed Miss Misfortune. Now everyone knew to stay away from me. I accepted my fate and the fact that I would die alone, like in a Charles Dickens novel, surrounded by spiders and cats. One good thing about all this was that no bully ever dared to hurt me. But on the other hand, I never had a boyfriend, because everyone knew how it could end. I didn't believe in miracles, right up until Liam showed up. His parents moved to our town, and he started going to the same school I went to. I don't know how to describe it. I guess I just fell in love. The very first day, as soon as he walked into class, Liam was looking around for an empty seat, and the teacher said he could sit next to me. I flared up and turned red as a tomato. My classmates started whispering, Oh, poor kid gets to sit with Miss Misfortune. We won't see him again. It didn't bother me much. I tried not to look at Liam at the time and pretended I didn't care. 
They could have Johnny Depp sitting next to me. I couldn't care less. Liam sat down, turned toward me, and held out his hand. I'm Liam. What's your name? I didn't shake it, just looked at the guy sideways. I'm Kim. Cool, he said, and turned back to the board. I rarely saw Liam, mostly in biology and math class, sometimes in the cafeteria. Each time I blushed and could barely get out a high, Liam would smile broadly and ask me how I was doing. I thought he'd figure out what was wrong with me. Rumors about me were spreading all over the school. So, for instance, everyone immediately thought I was getting back at Dean. Remember when I touched him as payback for him deciding to make fun of Mike? Dean ran home from school and locked himself in his room. His parents tried to get in, but he wouldn't open the door. Just screamed that it was the end of him. Dean's parents freaked out and finally broke down the door. The kid was sitting in the corner with his chin on his knees, rocking back and forth, mumbling something quietly. Diagnosis? A nervous breakdown. Yes, sometimes my ability doesn't work literally, but Liam thought all this talk about me was just school gossip. I mean, people say odd things about others. I was glad he didn't believe what they were saying. But on the other hand, I was afraid it might end in tragedy. The situation became more complicated when Liam asked me out one day. I wanted to say no, but I just couldn't. He was the first guy who'd ever shown any interest in me. I should have told him the truth, that he was in danger, but I didn't say anything. In the evening, we went to the amusement park. I took every precaution I could. I wore a sweatshirt with long sleeves. I even put my mother's gloves on my hands. I looked ridiculous and weird. Are your hands cold? Liam asked me as soon as I left the house. Hey, yeah, I answered, trying to avoid the subject. My aunt is the same way. She wears gloves all the time. I smiled stupidly and we walked to the park. Surprisingly, we had a great time. Riding the wheel, Liam won a teddy bear in a throwing contest and gave it to me. I struggled to carry the huge toy around with both hands. It kept slipping out of my hands. Without the gloves, which were noticeably too big for me, it would have been much more comfortable. I had to risk it. Liam saw that I was about to drop the bear. He decided to pick it up and carry it himself. <sighs> and that's when he touched my hand. I dropped the bear and said, I'm sorry, I ruined it. Tears came to my eyes. What's the matter? Liam was clueless. I didn't want to see anyone else get hurt because of me. So without another word, I ran away. Liam wanted to catch up with me, but I'd already disappeared into the crowd. The next day, I found out that he was taken away by an ambulance that night. Turns out he got a severe food poisoning. It was the third victim of my curse this month. Like Dean, I locked myself in my room and didn't come out for a long time. Maybe I should never be around people at all, I thought, trying to somehow figure myself out. But for my parents, there was only one excuse for not going to school, death. So even though I felt terrible, I had to go to class. I was always treated with suspicion, but this time the level of paranoia was off the charts. No one came within a few meters of me. Moreover, I noticed some tension even in the behavior of the teachers. I found out later that Mike and Dean were responsible for the boycott. Maybe it wasn't nice what I did to Dean, but I didn't want to hurt Mike. I guess that's how the hurt effect works. No one wanted to figure anything out. I was, by default, the case of every misfortune that happened under the roof of that goddamn school. <sighs> Dad tried to reassure me. Honey, don't pay any attention to them. Yes, my mother said. Children are so cruel. 
I knew they were cruel, but what am I supposed to do? They didn't have an answer to that question. As usual, I was left alone with my own curse. Sometimes it seemed to me that there were witches in our bloodline, and this was the punishment for terrorizing people in some small town. But I'm not a witch. I can't turn people into toads. I don't make magic potions. I'm just an ordinary girl who, for some unknown reason, has a very unusual ability. Liam was released from the hospital a week later. I was dreading seeing him. What would he say? Would he break up with me? Of course he would. There was not a single positive thought in my head at the time. How could he stay with me after that first date? What would have happened if we became a couple? What if he would kiss me? It's scary to even imagine. They might as well launch me into space to keep me away from all the people I could hurt. I ran into Liam in the hallway. He came up to me with a smile that never left his face and said, Hey, our first date didn't end very well. Maybe we could try again. I couldn't believe my ears. And you're not afraid that one day a brick might fall on your head? No, why should I be? Then, to my surprise, he took my hand and walked me to class. I expected the worst, but nothing happened to Liam that day, or the next day. My curse was gone, just like in the fairy tale of Beauty and the Beast. All I had to do was wait for a man who would truly love me. It took me a long time to get used to the fact that I could hug my mother. I could hold Liam's hand as I walked. <laughs> True love really can do anything. What would you do if every time you touched someone, it brought them bad luck? Write your answers in the comments, like the video, and share it with your friends. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality. For your most precious gift, Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.